Welcome to Women Who Sarcast. I'm Kathy Barron. My guest today is the founder and host of Ella Go, single mom, running, and life coach, an all-round shit disturber. Please give it, give a sarcastic welcome to Lisa DeLugo. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was good. Because that is me. <laughs> I know a fellow shit deserver when I see him. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you, Kathy. Um, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really happy to be here and uh, lay it out. <laughs> lay it out. <laughs> Tell it like it is, because I, like I know is. that's what you do on social media. So I have no other expectations but that. Good, good. And I just wanted to let listeners know that we're actually like um, sisters from another mister kind of thing, because you live near where I grew up when we had met through um, Alexandra with Pod Broads a couple mm-hmm. months ago because of the magazine. And we're like, wait, what? And then you mentioned Albany, and then you mentioned the actual town that you live in. I don't know if you want to like broadcast that, but uh, um, maybe not now. After yesterday, <laughs> yeah. we won't. We won't mention your PO box. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> your zip code. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's kind of cool to meet another New Yorker. And uh, although you're like the like official like New Yorker because you're from the city. <laughs> uh, I'm just a fake upper state, you know, wannabe city dweller. I don't know about that. Uh, no, it's still, it's still New York. It's still New York, but it right. is. I'm right. from the place where you left, <laughs> right. where you ran away least. and never came back. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I did run away. I did. And speaking of running, <laughs> Tell me about your running journey, like how you got started and why. Oh, I mean, I, I tell everybody that I'm late. I'm a late bloomer with the running because, you know, when I go into places, they're like, oh, well, how long have you been running? I'm like, <laughs> my whole life. <laughs> uh, not long. <laughs> um, so I didn't start until late into my 30s. I mean, did I run before then? Yes. And I always failed. <laughs> you know, I, I started in high school. And I did I did running the jogging club for one day. Because I was like, <laughs> Are you kidding me blisters and my feet. I'm like, Yeah, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. And then I did it again. Uh, when I was in I was 25. And I did it for uh, a 5k. And I I trained for it and I thought, oh, this is this is my chance. And I, I said this to another person on a podcast because I equated uh, running to what, what all the skinny girls do. Like, you know, because I wasn't a skinny girl, you mm-hmm. know, in my mind. And I thought, well, if I could do this and that means that that puts me in that category. That means I this is because, you know, I didn't have the right. I didn't have the best self-esteem and, and body image. So I trained for it and everyone's like, oh, wow, you're a runner. And just that the fact that they said that Mm -hmm. was just like, wow, this is really going to happen. And I ran and I had major shin splints. (laughs) (laughs) Could not get up after I was done um, because I trained the wrong way. Mm. And then I never ran again. And then I did it again, maybe in 32, 32 years old. And I was doing it right. And I, and I, you know, I lost a lot of weight through the process. 
Um, but then it, I, I got hurt again. So when I did it the last time, trying the last time late in my 30s, it was more of a mental health thing. I was mm. going through a divorce. I wanted some release. And I just, you know, literally wanted to run away. So, you know, I was like, you know what? I don't even care about the lo weight loss or any of that. I just want to release the stress that I'm, that I'm holding on to. And that was it. The, the, I tell everyone the weight loss was the bonus, the added bonus. And I really learned how to do it the right way. And uh, it's become my outlet for my mental health. And, and that's pretty much it. The rest is history. So those endorphins really got you hooked. Yeah. I mean, I think it's because like I would literally – terrible to say I would literally like every time I my my foot would hit the ground it was like I was squashing the shit that was <laughs> in my head you know I was like fucker and this and that you know like right. you know just hitting it and it was like uh it was going through my body because what I tend to do is I hold on to shit that doesn't serve me mm -hmm. and then you think about it and you're like you know you're in this misery it's space of misery where what I didn't know at the time that by doing that, I was literally having it go through it, through my body yeah, and, and let go. So that has, has helped me and I, and I use it every time. It's my Prozac. That's why I tell everybody <laughs> running is my Prozac. So there, take that pharmaceutical companies. <laughs> take that. <laughs> well, I played sports, but I literally like avoided soccer because I felt there was too much running. So I was a scorekeeper, <laughs> but I did do the, you know, in gym, you have to do like the eight minute mile or something. Mm -hmm. So I realized thinking back that I basically did the minimum requirements of high school because in order to graduate, <laughs> like you only needed like one math class to graduate. So I did algebra when I was a freshman and I got a D, but I, but I passed. D for done. So, you know, I'm kind of like one of those mediocre people that, you know, and I'm okay with that. That's all that matters. It, it, it is. That's all that matters. <laughs> so tell me about your podcast, Elago. You had changed it up because it used to be not your mother runner or something. Yes, for legality purposes, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> we won't mention the real name. Um, so at the time... I first of all, I didn't even think about doing the podcast. Then that name that I originally had was for my nutrition and running coaching business. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, hey, why don't I do a podcast? And why come up with a different name when I could just use the business name? And at the time, I thought, oh, this is going to be a podcast about running. I'm going to talk about running. And if you heard my season one, episode one, <laughs> shoes, shoes everywhere, it sucked. <laughs> It sucks. I'm like literally sitting there talking to you about my whole, you know, journey of, of finding the right shoe and, and, you know, why it matters and all that. And I listen to it. I'm like, this freaking sucks. This is not even me. I feel like a robot. Mm. And I was like, well, how about if I make it about running, but like other shit, like, you know, really my journey with the whole mental health and how that helped with um, with running. So I interviewed like one or two people and 
it was kind of like a fluke of why I interviewed them because they were actually from a leftover podcast that I was involved in prior <laughs> that didn't make it. And I was like, well, I'm not going to let these people go. I already scheduled the interview. I might as well go through it. Right. And magic happened. Magic happened because we're talking and these women just like just tell their story. The story was amazing. And and it was so they were vulnerable and and I didn't even know what I was going to ask. I literally was just asking as if meeting them for the first time and having some genuine interest in what they were saying, like, well, what? Oh, my God. Well, what about this? I mean, literally just having that conversation. And then at the end of the interviews, the women were like, oh, my God, that was amazing. And I'm like, yeah, this was amazing, too. <laughs> so at the that time I said, well, okay, this is great. It's going to be about running, but we're also going to talk about the the experiences of, of women. It started to evolve more and more. And of course there was that name change because I, you know, I didn't know that the whole trademark thing. And if it sounds sim similar, if it looks similar, you can't use it. Similar so to what? So, I didn't know, like I thought with trademark that if it, it was like the exact name. So let's say um, there was a name called uh, Zoom Meetings to Go. Okay, let's say there's a company <laughs> named Zoom Meetings to Go. And not only did they do podcasting, they did uh, presentations. Okay, uh -huh. so you come in and you're like, well, I'm not going to, I do the same thing, but I'm not going to call it Zoom Meetings to Go. I'm going to call it Zoom to Go. Well, you can't use that name hmm. because if you're doing the exact same thing as that company that's trademarked, it can cause confusion. Mm. So when it so causes there was confusion, a business yes, that was similar. Yes. So every name I fucking chose, they did <laughs> podcasting, they did running coaching, and they did nutrition, they did merch. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So I had to come up with this whole different game or name. And but that was OK. Yeah, it was really OK, because that's part of this journey. Like there's a reason why you have to these changes come into your life because it's causing you to grow. Right. And there's there's a reason for it. So Ella Go, the podcast, everything that I'm about is really about uh, empowering women through fitness and health and everything in between. And I say this at the beginning of the podcast, fitness, the running, okay? Uh, everything else in between is the mental health shit that you go through, the women empowerment crap that you have to deal with and, and all of that that women have to go through in general because that's going to impact their journey mm -hmm. in being fit and healthy. Mm -hmm. And that's what Ella goes about. So who's Ella and where's she going? Exactly. So the funny part about that <laughs> <laughs> is, Kathy, if you only knew, like literally I felt lost when I was like, I had to find a name. I, I'm not even, I was depressed. I was like, what the fuck? Oh my God, this is, how do I, what am I going to name this fucking name? Like this business. And um, I came through all these things, all these people were giving me all these ideas. And then I would send it to the lawyer. He's like, nope. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, that was really good, though. He goes, nope, you can't use it. It's, it's confusion. I'm like, my God. So I was like, okay, let me think about this. Because someone's like, well, why don't you use something with your name or your daughter's name or something like that? So 
Ella comes from Bella. Mm -hmm. Bella is my daughter's name. Go is the last two uh, letters of my last name. Mm. The great part about that, too, is Ella in Spanish is ella. You could say ella. Mm -hmm. She goes. Hmm. Like she's going. She's moving. And that's really what I'm about. That's awesome. So it has nothing to do with like, Bella, go clean your room. Bella, <laughs> go take the dog for a walk. Bella, uh, no, go no. wash the dishes. <laughs> you mean the shit I say every weekend? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, that's great. I mean, when you describe what it means, that really has an impact as well. And definitely means something that's that's important. Yeah. That you can relate yeah. to the name. And that's just not, you know clever because it's clever sake you know right and it feels like my my business coach says so how, did, how does it feel i'm like you know what i and, and i'm not gonna lie to you kathy even when i changed the name i was like i don't know it's not catchy enough it's not like i was already doing that mm. and then more and more that i used it it made sense and my business coach goes like about two weeks after she's like how does it feel i'm like it fits it's right mm -hmm. it's what it's meant to be yeah. So you coach women. Do you coach men as well? No. So you coach women to start a running practice. Is that right? Yeah. So newbie runners. Mm -hmm. Do they give reasons as to why they want to start running in the first place? Why they would even consider such a ridiculous thing? <laughs> 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 it you know it it's it's true because it's not easy it's not like you it's know, not easy it's on not, your body either no yeah. it's not easy on your body it's not an easy sport so yes because that's the first thing that i have them work on i want to know what your why is why are you doing this why did you choose to do this and they'll say oh well i just wanted to, i wa always wanted to run no let's dig deeper here Mm -hmm. Why is it that you choose choose to do this type of uh, activity? And a lot of it for some of the women, either it's just like me. It was, you know, saying that I someone uh, a big girl could do it. Oh, gosh, you know, she could actually run it. It's, you know, helps with their self-esteem. Another others is to release stress. Others was to like, I just want to live this healthy lifestyle and do something that nobody would ever think I would do, mm. you know? Um, so yes, there is the why and, and they all have a why of why they choose to do running. Yeah. And that makes sense. I mean, it seems like it would be a mental health thing as well, because I think it doesn't exercise like have these endorphins that helps with stress and helps Absolutely. you sleep and helps you yeah. handle things better all yeah. that good stuff i mean it's it's it really is to you know like i told you the story about how it helped me because what happens is when we have our like depression episodes or anxiety what is it you're you feel stuck it's like you're you're you can't fucking move you're you're in your shit and you can't move and it and you don't even know where to turn and even though if you don't know what to do, if you start moving, this in your head starts moving. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just it just you, you can't even help it's it. But the it just starts flowing. Yeah, it starts flowing. Yeah. So it, absolutely, it's beneficial 
to someone who is going through a tough time or, or stressed out and want to release. So you actually run with your clients. Do you run with all of your clients or do you get to a certain number of miles and it's like, hey, have fun running that 20 miler. I'll be right here waiting for you. Cheer you on. Well, Kathy, I run with every client <laughs> if they are local and sometimes like the other day, you know, I have to run twice sometimes. <laughs> if it's a client that's local, because, you know, what I do is also virtual. There's a lot of virtual clients that I can't meet mm-hmm. up with them. But I try to give them that experience of, of it being me being with them with some of the programs that I put together. But if you are local, yes, I run with I run with the clients. And because some of them are in different levels, sometimes I have to run twice. It is what it is. Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) So what's a popular myth about running that you either hear from clients or in general? What's your favorite? It's bad for your knees. It's bad for your knees. It isn't? So this is something that was told to me by a doctor. He told me it was bad for you to stop running. I said, well, can we talk a little bit more about this? Well, what do you mean it's bad for my knees? Oh, it's really, it's a lot. It's a high impact sport. Um, You you know, you have to be really careful with the knees. And I said, well, could I do something to prevent it? No, you can't. Just stop running. That's what Mm -hmm. he told me. So I started doing some of my research and I saw, because the issues that I was having was more of the muscle that was around the knee. And I saw a couple of things where I read a couple of things where it said you can strengthen the muscles that surround the knee, Mm -hmm. strengthen the muscles so that you are running correctly with correct form so that you wouldn't put so much impact on one knee over the other. Mm -hmm. So I started to lift weights to strengthen my legs and the muscles that you know, we're, we're around that one knee that I was having issues with. Never had an issue again, mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. So I think that, I mean, there's so many things that can impact this because if you're predisposed and genetically speaking, you know, everyone in your family has bad knees and eventually you're going to have the same issue mm-hmm. and you're going to have to make that choice. But I really feel like there's a lot of other things that you can do to help you with your runs. You don't have to run fast. You don't have to run long. You can run like a nice, easy pace three times a week and do two, two miles. There, you ran. There's you don't have myth. to be Iron Man. No, you don't have to do all that. And I think that that's the problem with the whole idea of running. That Everyone's like, oh, I got to I gotta look at like those women on TV. Uh, I don't look like that woman, those women on TV. And you, neither do you. And I say this all the time. I've been on so many races where I've been passed by 80-year-old women. <laughs> <laughs> and I am not going to lie, Kathy. It's actually very emotional to see that. Yeah. Because it makes me feel like, wow, you can do this. So, I mean, if you're seeing all these 70, 80-year-old men and women running and, I mean, I met a guy who had double knee replacement. (laughs) He's still running. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing's keeping him down. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. Well, I was a massage therapist back in another lifetime for seven years. And I had a regular client 
and he was a runner and he was a biker and he actually did Ironman in Hawaii and he would come to me for massages and it would be like, I got my workout with him because his IT band was like playing the banjo and it was like, you know, trying to work that out takes a whole hour, if not more to get that more relaxed. But he, I mean, he was the perfect specimen for a massage therapist, actually. I mean, his body type is definitely one of our dreams as a massage therapist because it's just so tone. You can actually feel the muscle. But he was wound up like his hamstrings were just tight as can be. And trying to get in there with my elbow was definitely a task. Well, the other thing is that runners in general, and this is where I say I'm not your typical runner, they are notorious for running while in pain. Mm -hmm. They're notorious for running when they shouldn't be running. They're notorious for not listening to their bodies. And I always tell these ladies that come in that this is not what this is about. If you think that, I, that I'm going to tell you to run through the pain, this is not the type of program I do. And I think that for me, the other part is I'm old. <laughs> I'm older <laughs> and I don't want to get hurt. Like I, this is right. not the time to get hurt. So I'm very careful with that. And I'm very careful with stretches and listening to my body and knowing what muscles are impacted. Because like I said to you, Kathy, my, your, my IT band was the issue one of my issues. Mm -hmm. And then I learned that there was an issue. Really, it wasn't the IT band. It was my hips, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. then working through the, the, the motion of, of working my hips and working with the glutes and really stretching those out, like knowing that that's connected. That was the source. It's like that song, the hip bones connected to it, the, oh my God, the knee I bones see connected every to time. the hip bone yeah. and the hip bones connected to the backbone. And yep. Yeah. Yep. And then I've never had knock on wood, never had an IT band issue again. I used to run with a knee brace. Mm. I don't run with a knee brace ever. Yeah. Well, and the ligaments and the tendons can wreak havoc if they're yep. not. I mean, it's not just the muscle itself. Oh, no, it's everything. And it's everything. The, it's, yeah, it's the attachments to the bone. Right. Is where the work needs to be done because then that releases the muscle. Yep. And, you know, my acupuncturist is on speed dial. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's good. You know, and I, I go to physical therapy when I need to. Like, yeah. you know, and I actually go to my doctor and say, look, I'm having a little something, something going on in here. Uh, can you get me to PT? And I go, I yeah. do it. And those women love me because I do the exercises. I do what they tell me to do. And when I see them, you know, the last visit, I'm like, it's gone. <laughs> you know, the pain is gone. Well, you're so a great example about. of how to take care of yourself as far as, because uh, PT is like important. Acupuncture is important. If you do, if you do chiropractic, whatever. I mean, whatever works for you, they're definitely there to help. Yeah, yeah. So, how do you motivate your clients? Like when you're, are you like a drill sergeant out there, Kathy? Why do you on say the that? jogging path, Kathy? Why do you say that? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Just the sense that I get. <laughs> It's that New York attitude. I don't know. Uh, well, I'm not for everybody. <laughs> That's a good disclaimer. <laughs> That's like the shortest um, uh, disclaimer I think I've heard. 
I would say that it's tough love for sure, but I never have them push themselves if, you know, and I, I, I get it. I get a good sense of who they are. I mean, it's, they're not just my client. I'm learning who they are, what their issues are. I mean, we talk about way more than just running through, through these programs. We're, I get to know their lives, you know, their mm. families, what's going on. So I know when to push, when not to push. And I teach them how to push themselves and when not to push. So with that being said, they know that I'm going to give them that extra kick when they need it. Mm-hmm. Because I've had women call me, text me. I mean, I've had some text me five in the morning. I can't do it. I, at least I can't do it. And they know I'm awake. And right, because Coco the- wakes you up at 4.30 every morning. That's right. You got it, Coco, Bo- Coco Loco. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I mean a dog. <laughs> um, you know, they're like, I can't do it. I'm not feeling this. And I'll go in there and do my speaker. I, I say my spiel, you got this. What did you do yesterday? Okay, you did that. Okay, you you can do this, you know? And, and just giving them that extra motivation. But really, the true motivator is them. It's not me. And the way I get them to really see the benefit of this, as long as I tell them, just be consistent. Just be consistent. Be consistent for at least two weeks, okay? And then tell me, if you don't want to do it anymore, then we're done. We're not, you're not going to do it. End of story, okay? Is when they can actually see and feel the benefits. Mm-hmm. So you know, the release of the stress and be like, oh my God. I, and then feeling those endorphins mm-hmm. where the, the runner's high. I, I didn't believe you, Lisa. Holy shit. This is crazy. Why is it that I have energy? Well, how does that happen? How does it happen? That I was fucking tired <laughs> before I started running. And now I can't, I, I just have this burst of energy. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe you. Or even when they have kids and their kids see them doing this. And their kids saying, like I had the one client where the kid said to her, his um, mother, mommy, I, you're going so fast, fast. She heard the word mm. fast. And that was what blew her mind. That motivated her. Mm-hmm. So it's really getting them to feel it. And once they feel it, that's it. It's over. It's done. This one woman that I got, she's a, she, we did, we did uh, seven miles this weekend. I cannot believe this woman came to me. She Every time we would have to stop when we did three miles, it was always like, I can't breathe. I guess now she's doing seven miles. Mm. Now she's going to be doing eight miles. She feels it. She's just like, I can't believe it. You know, that's the motivator. They're right. feeling it. Yeah. I want them to feel it when they feel that experience and they feel how it makes them feel about themselves. That's it. Yeah. My job's done. <laughs> <laughs> so how can someone who's never run before get started in a smart and safe way? The first thing I always say to them is go, go to your doctors, get a physical. Cause I want to make <laughs> sure, you know, I want to make sure that there's no underlying issues. Yeah. Like that's another thing. These people get into these different, these first time workouts and activities and not even knowing they have underlying issues. I mean, I remember even going to get my heart checked because that runs in my family. Mm-hmm. 
you know? Um, so that's number one, you know, go to, go to the doctor, tell them that this is what you're going to do, that you're interested in doing, and you're going to try it out. And it's a, it's a quote unquote couch to 5k like program. It's a run, walk program. Tell them that, you know, get that clean uh, bill of health. And then after that, it's, it's going in baby steps. We're not going in running, you know, we're not going all in. It's, it's baby steps. It's walking, it's running, it's taking your time. How does it feel looking at your form, you know, teaching you how to breathe while you're running, you know, all of that to get going. It makes me want to do it. Run. No, <laughs> <laughs> I can do the walking. I can bike. I like biking. So um, I want to play a little game with you, if that's okay, if you're up for it. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to play like a short bit of a song. So all of these songs have run in it, in the title. <laughs> Come on, work with me here. <laughs> so you okay. have to tell me who the artist is and or the song title, or if you know both, great. But you don't need to give me both, just one or the other. Okay. You'll get, I mean, these are pretty easy. So. I don't know. You ready? I know you mm -hmm. love games. I can see it on your face. <laughs> <laughs> You're just so ready for this. I can tell. All right. You ready? Here's the first yep. one. Bruce Springsteen? What's I the, said Bruce Springsteen, What's the right? title of the song? What's the title of the song? Uh-huh. Born to Run. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. <laughs> Just want to make sure we're on the same page because it was the first song after all. <laughs> okay. There's only five of these, so don't worry. All right. All right, good. We'll, we'll get through these pretty quick. She's taking a drink of her whatever that is. Aloe. Is it aloe? Yeah, it is. Hey, aloe vera. I know. I know my colors. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's number two. Mario Speedwagon. Woohoo! And what's the title of the song? I don't know. They said it. They already said it. What'd they say? I don't remember. Take you on the run? Really? That's the name of the song? Take it on the run. <laughs> yes. But you're right. You're correct. So that's two for two. You're on a roll. Okay. All right. This one you're going to get easy. It's so easy. <laughs> Now she's even know. singing it. <laughs> um, I don't know who sings that. Um, well, it's a, something of seagulls. Oh, Flock of Seagulls. Yeah. Wow. How could I have missed that? It's been a long time. What, what year were you born? No, I'm just kidding. Don't you have to answer that? <laughs> <laughs> 1972. 
for, Kathy. I'm sorry. I was just guessing. Guessing. <laughs> I know you're a lot younger than I am. Okay, number four. Here we go. Run to you. Bye. I can't. Brian remember. Adams. Oh my god, he's a How Canadian. Come on. I never, I never really liked him. I'm just saying. Well, fun <laughs> fact. Funny you should bring that up. Because he was the first concert that I went to in high school at SPAC, Saratoga Performing Arts Center. So yeah, I was a senior in high school. I was actually on crutches because I had broken my foot playing softball. I guess I should have been on track because I probably wouldn't have broken my foot. Um, But it was, yeah, Brian Adams was my very first concert. Wow. And in New York. Imagine that. Hmm. Have you been to SPAC? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last concert you saw there? I think it was like, uh, it was, uh, I went to the, the ballet. All right, here's your last one. Okay. And I'm sure she's your favorite. Oh, yeah. I love just the queen. I was just going to do a TikTok on that. Uh, Beyonce and piss more men off. Uh, Beyonce run the world. <laughs> That's <laughs> Who right. runs the world. <laughs> She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I win? <laughs> uh, you're smart. So you're intelligent. We all know that now. How's that? Oh, I love Is it. Is that enough? <laughs> That's good enough. <laughs> I'll send you a gold star in the mail. How's that? <laughs> Sounds good. So speaking of TikTok, uh, what's going on on TikTok, uh, Lisa? I mean, you're a little cage rattler. Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, so guys, I want to get a little overview of what we're talking about. Yeah. So, you know, I am on social media. Of course, not only am I talking about fitness, health, and the everything in between, which is empowerment, women empowerment. But you have a men's segment, right? I do have a men's series, and it's funny that it's funny how that all came down because the men's series came about because of TikTok, to be honest with you. <laughs> so here I am on Tiki Taki Land and talking about women empowerment. And I kept, and I kid, Kathy, I kid you not. I was pissed. Because I would look at my analytics and be like, why is it just men following me? What, that's not my group. That's not my target audience. What the hell? <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I'm talking about women empowerment. So I remember I did this uh, post about where all my women are, something like that. And I, it was just, it was Beyonce who run the world. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, where are all my women? Blew up. Blew up, all these women started following me. And I was just like so happy because I'm like, that's why, that's why I'm here. I'm not here for men. <laughs> not that I <laughs> that's hate another men. App. That's a wholly different, different that's another, app. That's another app. <laughs> that's um, Clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> so I get on, so I, I get all these women on, but then one, a couple of men, a few men would reach out to me and DM me and say, Look, we all know you're here for women, but what you don't understand is that 
we're also looking at you to possibly learn from you about what women want. <laughs> I was like, wow. That's a big responsibility. Okay. I know. So I said, um, and then they also said, you know, we noticed you only do your podcast is really geared towards women. You ever thought about maybe reaching out to some of us? You know, we 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 learn from you, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, you know what? Why don't we do a men's series where it's not really for the men? Because I in the beginning, it was more about teaching women and having them listen to how men think. And I know people, women say, well, I know how to think. No, you don't. Okay. Because <laughs> these men were talking about how badly they treated some women and what they were thinking. Mm -hmm. and, and I wanted these women to listen and say, oh, okay, that's what's going on. Oh, okay. That's a red flag. Like it was more of like a tool for them, mm -hmm. but it became something more because these guys that I, I selected to come on anonymously because they really like told me everything. They were so vulnerable and told me literally so much more than I really even wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> so, that I, I boundaries, mean, I, boundaries, right? Right. <laughs> um, it became like a teaching tool for men. Men started listening more to the podcast. But with that being said, I said, well, you know, maybe I, me empowering women on TikTok, which will always, or on social media, it will always, always be number one women empowerment. Mm -hmm. But I can also maybe, I don't know, maybe teach men how women want to be treated. And so that became this huge um, thing on TikTok for me, specifically TikTok, where men would uh, make comments about some of the things that I would say about specifically women empowerment and a woman being independent. And I noticed a theme. Men don't want to be told or he, they don't want to see women being independent because that would mean where will they be needed? Who's going to need them anymore? And that sounds like a social issue in the way they were brought up. You think, Kathy? And that's what I said. <laughs> that's what I said. And it doesn't go very well. And yeah. I would get male, male hate. But to me, I find it very interesting i don't take it to heart i mean some of these men really go below the belt <laughs> but you know they're coming from a place of lack you know anybody who's they're getting triggered by me saying to women be independent and i say to men wouldn't you want to be with a woman who's independent because when they come to you they're self-sufficient mm -hmm. they're not going to leech onto you and because they love themselves they're going to love you even more, even better than someone who doesn't love themselves. Mm -hmm. That's a healthy relationship. They don't get it. <laughs> they don't get it. And it's not my, I, I, you know, I'll do what I can, but I'm not here to right. change the mindset of gazillion men. <laughs> well, it sounds like you might have a new business venture. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, Ella no go. How about that? <laughs> uh, well, it's interesting because I've known some women who uh, look to their boyfriend, husband, whatever, as a protector. And to me, that is like a red flag for like daddy issues. Uh, but it kind of goes both ways because there are women that are looking for guys to protect them and be their stability or whatever. I mean, not that I would know personally, but it just seems like that goes kind of hand in hand. And you say that and then some women would be like, well, what's wrong with that? There's a lot wrong with that because you're relying. I mean, you need to be self-sufficient, okay? Because you can put yourself easily in really bad places Mm -hmm. and be open to manipulation, be open to things that you feel like you, you have to be there. You, 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 you're in this relationship with someone and they're your protector. God forbid you have a voice. God forbid you don't want to be with that person anymore because who's going to protect you? Right. And feeling like you have to be with people. And I'm not saying that you don't. I'm not saying that, you know, men are not needed. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying that. There goes the eyebrow. (laughs) I'm saying that you should want to be with somebody and but you need to be good with yourself. This whole Mm -hmm. you complete me bullshit needs Mm -hmm. to go away. Mm -hmm. And that mindset that you just said about the protector, that's what all the men said. We were we were brought into this world to protect our women and our families. And I said, go say that to the gazillion women who were left with their kids because a man just didn't want to do it anymore. What, who taught them that? Mm-hmm. You know, that's, you know, it's funny how they, they say that, but they still have that mindset of I'm the protector. I'm this, I'm that. And it's hard because what's going to happen when a woman says, I don't need that from you, Jeff, I don't need you to protect me. Jeff is going to be like, Oh shit. Then what can I give her? Shit. And you, what you can give her is love, Jeff. Right. <laughs> I made that name up. I don't know what Jeff. Are, I'm just saying. Yeah, this this is a disclaimer for any Jeff out there listening. <laughs> We're not talking about you. We're not talking about you. <clears throat> so calm down. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you are good at being a ship disturber and rattling cages because you know it needs to be done first of all. And more women need to do it. And, you know, social media is a good medium to do that in because you have a screen between you, which is good. I'm not on TikTok, so I don't, you know, I only see what's on Instagram. You may not want to go there, Kathy. You may not be able to unsee. the dark side. It's very dark. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not ready to go on the dark side quite yet, but I'm glad that you are bringing these issues up because I think it's important to bring them up and empowering women is and supporting women, women supporting women, I think is very important as well. So, yeah, we definitely need to do more of that. And I, I mean, 
don't get me wrong. Some days I'm working, you know, my ass off and, and trying to do, you know, the side business and me working and being a single mom and all of that. And I'm like, God, when am I going to, when am I going to get there? It's getting tired, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's the journey and I can't compare. And I do this. I do this. I compare myself to other women and they're getting ahead of me. And I remember my friend who is, I call her my podcast bestie because she's a podcaster and, and we met last year and we've, I've not seen her in person, but she's the, probably the person I call and text when I'm going through shit mm-hmm. and vice versa. And she said to me, you're comparing yourself to people who are not you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I, she goes, you're a single mom. Are those people single moms? I'm like, no. And then she goes, yeah, so how could you compare yourself to that? Your, your, your challenges are way different than their challenges. She goes, well, now, if you, you were comparing yourself to a single mom that is going through what exactly you are doing, then I would go to her and say, how the hell are you doing it? Because I need to learn from it. And when she said that, I was like, wow. Like, that was a huge mind shift. And that's what I want, what more women should be doing Stop the comparing. And if there is a woman that looks just like you, that's going through the same shit or been through the same shit that, as you have, that's your opportunity to be like, holy shit, how'd you do that? Mm-hmm. Let me learn from you. And hopefully, hopefully that woman would want you to rise as well. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you came on the show. It's been a delight talking with you and uh, laughing with you. And... You can find Lisa at ella-go.com and on social media. And if you dare to go into Tiki Talkie and uh, <laughs> find out what's going on with Lisa there, uh, Godspeed. May the odds be ever in your favor. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you so much, Lisa. Kathy, thank you for having me on here. And, you know, I, I every time I go on to a podcast as a guest and... And I talk about my journey. It really reinforces, you know, it, it tells me that I am really where I'm meant to be. Mm. And it really gives me an opportunity to self-reflect because even just telling the story of how I got here and how I got into running, you know, sometimes I need to sit back and be like, wow, I did that. I went through that. And it really helps to just talk about it and hopefully you know, another woman listening, and I know you're like, no, I'm never going to run, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's more than just running. It's about being healthy, being the best version of yourself. And, you know, I hope a woman listens to this and knows that they can do it as well. Yeah. Well, you can motivate them virtually. Exactly. How's that? Absolutely. And I'm excited to have you as part of the Women Who Podcast magazine team as well. So keep a lookout for Lisa in the October issue as a contributing writer. And we're definitely going to have you and your podcast featured as well in the um, issue for next year. So, Well, Kathy, whatever I can do to support you, because I think what you're doing is extremely important. I know the podcast community is different and it has been, 
it's like no other. Mm-hmm. It's just not like no other. But as a woman, we still go through these challenges, even within the podcast community. So when I found out that you existed and there was a magazine, I was like, what? This is so important. And we do need to uplift each other. So thank yeah. you so much for doing that. My pleasure. And like I said, I'm excited to have you on the team. And hopefully you'll be on for a few issues before you're like, I'm out. No, no, I love it. Whatever I can do to help. I love it. Perfect. All right. Well, you go. You Ella go. And uh, <laughs> thanks, Kathy. Take care of Coco. All right. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Women Who Sarcast, an independent podcast. We welcome and encourage your snarky comments. Contact us at womenwhosarcast at yahoo.com and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at womenwhosarcast. Support us on Patreon and become part of our sarcastic community. Visit www.patreon.com backslash womenwhosarcast. Show music provided by Mike Imbasiani.